Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, September 7th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest maneuvering on government funding. Number two, Senate Republicans say they don't want to shut down. And number three, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer stares down Senator Tommy Tuberville on military promotions. All right, let's get into it. It is a very busy Thursday morning with a jam-packed edition of Punchbowl News AM. Uh, We are leading this morning with some news here on Speaker Kevin McCarthy and House GOP leadership and how they are considering attaching billions of dollars in disaster relief to a short-term stopgap spending bill. Seems like a good idea, right? Well, that will leave out Ukraine aid at a critical moment in the war with Russia, and such a move would certainly set up a showdown with the Senate and President Joe Biden over U.S. support for its embattled ally. Senate leaders in both parties want to pass Biden's full $40 billion supplemental spending request. That includes money that would go to disaster relief, border security, and Ukraine by the end of the month. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell urged senators to pass it expeditiously Wednesday, as we detailed in our midday edition. McConnell acknowledged that he has a difference of opinion within his party, but he said that maintaining U.S. support for Ukraine is a national security priority. He added that Ukraine isn't just fighting for its own independence, but also, quote, degrading the military of one of our biggest rivals. McConnell's been making this case against Russia since it invaded Ukraine in February 2022. Yet McCarthy and his leadership team don't seem to care about this argument. They've been planning to leave the Ukraine funding out of the supplemental package in order to consider it separately. Instead, House Republicans want to include disaster relief on a continuing resolution designed to keep federal agencies open until some point in November. We've reported earlier that that is sometime probably in mid-November. They want to get this figured out before the end of the year and the uh, holidays. Congress needs to pass a CR by September 30th to avoid a government shutdown, of course, adding to complications because nothing is simple when it comes to uh, getting a government uh, spending bill passed. McCarthy wants changes also to border policies, as well as an increase in overall border security money in return for additional Ukraine aid, according to multiple sources familiar with the internal House GOP discussions. The White House's supplemental request includes about $4 billion for border-related measures. So let's point out probably what you already can tell in this whole uh, conversation, that this has the potential to be a very big mess. The White House and Senate Democrats are going to be extremely hesitant to break up the supplemental, and they are bound to be disagreements between the House and Senate on the contours of any CR. Of course, there are just 23 days until federal funding runs out, And these kinds of tiffs could easily lead to a government shutdown, something we are going to be watching extremely closely uh, in the days and weeks, and particularly as the House comes back into session next week. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Man, we are continuing our shutdown watch. Senate Republicans are chiding House conservatives over the shutdown threat. Senate Republicans are warning their House counterparts Stop threatening a government shutdown to extract spending cuts. Several senators who the team spoke to over the past couple of days overall support the the idea or the desire for the deep cuts pushed by House 
conservatives, but they still told us that a shutdown is a poor strategy to achieve GOP fiscal goals. That includes Senator Josh Hawley, Senator Rick Scott, Senator Ron Johnson, some of the most conservative Republicans in the Senate, saying that a shutdown is a no-go. The House GOP's hardliners, of course, have issued a range of demands over the August recess in exchange for their support for a funding bill, even a stopgap. That wide-ranging and growing list includes nixing additional Ukraine aid, defunding DOJ and the FBI, and opening an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Representative Chip Roy, the Republican from Texas, a senior member of the House Freedom Caucus, has vowed not to fund the government unless Trump-era border security measures are put in place, or better yet for him, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is removed from office. This dynamic of the House and Senate is really something that we're going to be kind of teeing up over and over again here because it's really, really interesting. Unlike uh, the last fiscal conversation where you had Senate Republicans really deferring to Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, about strategy, about the fact that he was the key negotiator with the president on this, that, that's not where things are in this conversation. You, you kind of really see a different dynamic where you have certainly Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, but a lot of other Republicans saying that they think that this broader package, this spending bill, should be passed. Uh, and so you have the this dynamic of the White House and the Senate, both Republicans and Democrats in the Senate, supporting this kind of broader strategy and Kevin McCarthy trying to figure out exactly what is going to be the pathway forward. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer saying he's not going to be putting a vote on the nation's top military advisor until Senator Tommy Tuberville relents on his military holds. This is a big deal here because the term of General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and President Joe Biden's top military advisor, is expiring and his replacement uh, needs to be put into place October 1st. General C.Q. Brown is waiting in the wings for Senate confirmation, but Schumer made it clear on Wednesday that Brown won't get a floor vote until Tuberville's unprecedented blockade of senior military promotions comes to an end. Democrats thinking boils down to this. It would be seen as rewarding Tuberville's tactics if the Senate were to take any floor vote on the more than 300 senior military promotions the Alabamian is blocking even the nation's most senior military officer. And some Democrats privately believe that leaving the Joint Chiefs position vacant and maximizing the political pain that comes with it could cause Republican leaders to do what they have yet to do, publicly pressure Tuberville to back down. But as you can imagine, as we've been reporting, Tuberville is only digging in further when asked to respond to Schumer's remarks on Wednesday. Tuberville replied, well, we won't have a Joint Chiefs Chairman then. He insists that his constituents are behind him. The entire saga has made Tuberville a mini-celebrity in right-wing circles too. So that is where things stand here. It's going to be interesting to see what, if anything, the Senate does to try to pressure Tuberville to move off his blockade. But so far, Schumer continuing to stare him down, and we will have to see who blinks first. Before we let you go, wanted to let you know about a new big event we are very excited about, Punchbowl News HQ at CBC Week. We are excited to announce Punchbowl News HQ, our punch-up activation in partnership with Pharma, on Thursday, September 21st from 10.30 to 3.30 during CBC Week. 
This exciting event will feature can't miss editorial conversations on health equity, including a one on one conversation with Delaware Democratic Representative Lisa Blunt Rochester. Great networking, activations, music, and delicious food and drink. You can RSVP at our Punchbowl News Events Hub. As always, if you are interested in going a little deeper in what I was speaking about this morning, what Jake and I often talk about as part of the Daily Punch, you can sign up for our free morning newsletter. It just takes an email. Go to punchbowl.news, put in your email, and you'll get that in your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday, around 6 a.m. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Have a great day and stay safe.